Was hood out of Maine. This episode of the ATM at the minute podcast is brought to you by Defiance Brewing, straight out of Hayes, Kansas. I'm drinking the Kansan right now. It's an American wheat beer. It's going down smooth, and I'm ready to go. How are you, Jackson? I am great. I have no fake sponsors prepared, but I'm ready to go. All right. Well, today's show. We got a whole lot of headlines to throw at you. Jalen Ramsey just got traded like 30 minutes ago. So we're going to start with that. Then we're going to hit some LeBron on China. It's got to be covered. So here we are. We got a little bit of that for you. Brace yourselves. Jackson got on the Chargers. He's got his headline. And then in the body of the show, we're bringing on our friend Jeff Woodruff, Kansas City native, to talk Chiefs. What's going on in Arrowhead, man? What Was is Andrew going on? Hardy right about the Chiefs? He might have been. We'll he have Jeff. Been. We'll have Jeff cover that. Put him on the hot seat with Jack McGrath. A little trio of an interview. No Jackson on that. Jackson, where are you at? Four is a crowd, man. I don't want to intrude. That's all, Four. y'all. Four is a crowd, and then finally, as always, hundred dollar picks with Jack McGrath, and lastly, best bets ending the show maybe jackson can figure it out this week <laughs> fits magic man fits magic that's all i gotta say we'll see you this week we'll see you this week all right guys tune in spread the word give us that five stars it means a lot and tell your friends What time is it? It's 7.33 here. I believe it was about 30 minutes ago. Jalen Ramsey has finally been traded. I didn't know if it would ever happen. The Rams earlier today, they made a pretty bizarre move. They traded away Marcus Peters, traded him to the Baltimore Ravens, picked up a young linebacker, Kenny Young, and now it all makes sense. Jalen Ramsey was the master plan. They have picked him up for two first-round picks, 2020, 2021, and then also a 2021 fourth-round pick. I mean, it's a blockbuster move. You don't see any hardly bigger than this, the NFL. What are your initial thoughts here, Peter? Because I like it. I mean, they gave up a lot, but I'm enjoying this. Initial thoughts. The Rams just got better. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Jalen Ramsey actually tackles, unlike Marcus Peters. Jalen Ramsey loves to play the game of football. Marcus Peters, while both of them are divas. They're both divas. They're both divas with the media, all that. Jalen Ramsey is a surefire cover corner. Put him on the opponent's best wide receiver. That's not what you get with Peters. With Peters, you get a guy that takes risks, doesn't like to tackle, as you mentioned. Not very physical. Jalen Ramsey's got more dog in him also, I think. 100p major upgrade for the rams this was a shefty bomb if we've ever seen one i can't think of one this big this was Woj style it truly was Woj style kind of out of nowhere i what i mean let's the trade earlier today made me think maybe something else was coming just because a keep the lead goes on the ir not a lot of people were talking about that but i mean that leaves marcus peters as your best cover corner and he has not lived up to that 
over the last few seasons. I know he's a former pro bowler, but he has not really been in that form this season. The Rams defense has been rather disappointing, honestly, and they had to do something because they looked absolutely pitiful the last few weeks. Well, I shouldn't say pitiful. They did For the Rams, they looked pitiful the last few weeks at least. It was tough to watch against the 49ers. They haven't been the same team that we saw in the Super Bowl last year. They've been Not playing like they did in the Super Bowl last year. Right. And, and so I a lot think, of, it, you got to ask the question, has everyone just caught on to McVay's offense? I think it's kind of that deal, honestly. They figured out the Rams. Gurley is half, if that, it's maybe sad. a quarter yeah. of the player he used to be. I we were wrong about that and it wouldn't have happened. But it, he's just not healthy, and it's not looking like he's going to be old girly anytime soon. Jared Goff is looking like rookie Jared Goff more than he's looked like Jared Goff of recent years, at least in this last game he did. I don't even mm-hmm. think he had 100 yards. And the defense hasn't looked good. So it is out of nowhere, but the Marcus Peters trade kind of tipped it off, I think. But I like it. I mean, good for Sean McVay and the Rams. They've realized they're kind of sliding back and they needed to do something, and they went out and did it. So props to them. Yeah, they went out and did it. You know, I know my Chiefs friends are looking at, you know, management of their team and saying, why aren't we pulling moves like this? Why aren't we pulling the trigger? You know, I think we're a Jalen Ramsey away from a Super Bowl. At least that's what they were saying last year. And we're going to get to the Chiefs later. But you look at all the contenders out there and you see the Rams pop up and make a move like this. And you got to ask yourself, who really thinks they got a shot again? And clearly the Rams do. They're going all in, trading away two first round picks here. Do you think so? I mean, Goff is a young guy. He's still on his... Well, he just got paid, but... What right now with this team, what do they have that is so much worse than last season? I mean, if anything, you add Cooper Cup back. You've got Jalen Ramsey now. I mean, a little bit different. You did lose a keep to lead. That kind of hurts. You lost Nadonikin Sue, who hadn't been very impressive, at least for his standards when he was with the Rams. You still got Aaron Donald. He's playing incredible. I just don't get what's so different that would make them not a contender here. I don't know, man. Especially I guess the it's NFC. a girly thing. They lost Havens, or I mean, they lost uh, Saffold on the offensive line. That was another huge. The L. line, the line has taken a little step back. That is one area for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah, they they also traded for Austin Corbett from the Browns today as well. So a lot of activity. What, what were the details of, on that one? You know, off the top of your head, by any chance? It was Austin Corbett for an undisclosed pick, so we don't know how much, much capital probably. they gave up. But I, I don't know, man. It's a combination of the O-line not being the same, not protecting Goff the way they did last year, losing that explosiveness that they had with Gurley, and then Aaron Donald can't do it all himself, and I don't think they really miss Sue that much. I, Sue wasn't really – a major impact player last year but they just haven't been the same and hopefully this move can kind of move the needle for them do you think wade phillips is the right defensive coordinator for them (sighs) that's a loaded question man wade phillips has been around forever i think that just gives and i like him but it just seems like with the talent they've had on defense the last couple seasons they haven't really lived up to potential yeah, I don't know. I I don't think Wade Phillips is actually much of a stalwart defensive guy. He was with the Cowboys a few
few years back with Romo and I always you know, just thought he was kind of okay. You know, I, I yeah. never really ever thought like, man, Wade Phillips needs to be fired. But there was never any time where I was like, man, I want Wade Phillips to be my head coach. You know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. We'll we'll see what he can do with Ramsey in the fold now. You know, it's got to be an upgrade over Peters, like we said. So best division in football. I think so. Let's move I'm on. With you right now, okay. Oh boy, we've got to address this one. I Le- don't really want to, so go ahead. Lebron Ali weighing in on the world's problems. I'm just shaking my head right now. Yesterday, we see Lebron James, the King, weigh in on the China situation. And to be fair, I'm not gonna try to rip him as bad as some people are right now because. He probably deeply, deeply regrets what he said. We should. If you, if you don't know what's going on in China right now, they passed a bill to extradite citizens from Hong Kong, bring them back into China. A lot's going on. Hong Kong wants to become a, a sovereign country. And right now, they're part of a two-party system with China. I think I'm getting most of these details right. They Essentially, want democracy. Bottom line, they want democracy. China governs them. They want to be completely independent of China. They, they want democracy. And Daryl Morey stood up because he has friends there and said, you know, I stand with Hong Kong. I want democracy. Then, fast forward... All the business ramifications have happened. Tencent is a massive telecom company in China. So millions of people stream the NBA off Tencent. And Tencent removed the Houston Rockets as an option. It's pretty much like League Pass in China. So they removed the Rockets. They're allowing fans to stream a different team on the season, that type of thing. It's it's a big deal because China's the second biggest market for the NBA and well, out and of also, silver. Yao Ming is essentially the head of the NBA over there in China. The CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association. Yeah. Right. And everything so, that's got anything to do with the NBA being over there and showing games and everything of that nature. Yeah, and I can't speak on the relationship between him and Daryl Morey, but I imagine it's been severed or seriously damaged after it sounds like his entire relationship with the nba has been because he is one of the people that was on the side with china saying this is not happening i can't believe you did that you are so in the wrong yao ming was not happy he was not in favor of the nba here i mean he was pivotal in the growth of the nba in china oh absolutely and then to kind of lose face in the way that they did it's just catastrophic for the NBA's bottom line. And that's what this is all about. This is about business. And Adam Silver is trying to do what he can to save face for the NBA, you know, keep the NBA in the minds of all the basketball fans of the world. You know, granted it is for the wrong reasons right now, but they just want to mend that relationship. And, you know, you look at Donald Trump attacking Steve Kerr for not speaking up. Steve Kerr simply said, at the time, I don't know enough to give a thoughtful opinion on this. I'm trying to educate myself. And then then that kind of... Did you see that he had tweeted in support of Hong Kong weeks ago or a month ago or something like that? I saw a screenshot, a tweet, which just made me hate the situation even more, where Steve Kerr had originally tweeted out, 
in support of Hong Kong and supporting their democracy. This was all before all of this became very relevant to the NBA scope, at least, mm-hmm. and the whole wide world scope. And Steve Kerr was actually in open support of essentially the same thing Daryl Morey was. His tweet just didn't catch fire because of the timing. And I don't know if he was just told to stay quiet by the NBA or what the deal was, but it was like he was scared to answer. And I don't blame him for being scared to answer under that much criticism, but it was just a weird deal. It it was like he wouldn't normally want to be silent, and he was. Mm -hmm. Now, my theory is that Adam Silver sent out a memo after the Maury tweet to the whole NBA, you know, PR teams, the players, the coaches, anyone who's going to be in front of a mic representing a team or the league, and said... Let's take a diplomatic approach. Let's not say too much. Let's not make this worse than it is. Don't pour gasoline on the fire. Be smart. Exactly. And you have to look, you have to boil it down. The NBA is a business, and Adam Silver just wants what's best for the NBA. They pride themselves on being progressive. You look at the All-Star Weekend thing in Charlotte with the bathrooms. You know, clearly that's a big deal for the NBA. But this is just almost out of the scope of the NBA entirely. It's not the NBA's job to, you know, get involved with the government of China. It's really that simple. And then well, when I Le- agree, the NBA has handled this incredibly wrong, though, and the way that they've spoken out about it has been wrong. And I 100%, I understand where they're coming from on this. And I, I, the way I look at it is there are tons of people that love basketball in China that are great people. And they deserve to be able to watch basketball, watch their teams like any other human being that's lucky enough to have the technology to do so. They deserve mm-hmm. that. They shouldn't be stripped of that right. And so I see Adam Silver in the NBA's approach saying, why should we denounce China, start this big issue, pull back, lose all of the following we've grown in China, lose all of this money? I understand that. And I, I get that. I'm with them. But you can't come out and say Daryl Morey's tweets and what he said does not reflect the NBA, blah, 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 because they should back their guy. They should back him there, but in a way that they say, we don't want to cause issues with you, China, let's handle this more diplomatically and we'll make sure something like this doesn't happen, but we support the sentiment that Daryl Morey was giving. And it all just got botched, and the Mm -hmm. pulled microphone from the CNN reporter in China with the Rockets, with Westbrook and Harden. That was a mess. And then now this LeBron deal. This LeBron deal, I mean, it was finally almost out of the news cycle. It wasn't constantly being talked about in the 24-hour yeah. news stations anymore. It, it was getting off my Twitter feed finally after what seems like weeks. And I'm sure it's only been four or five days. But then LeBron has to go and make this idiotic statement about Daryl Morey being misinformed when clearly he was very well informed and knew exactly what was going on. You could criticize the timing of the tweet and maybe the implications with your team and other NBA teams being in China and the trouble it could potentially cause for them. But you can't say he was misinformed and you can't say (laughs) 9 out of 10 things he did. And then he's tweeting, backtracking, trying to apologize, saying sometimes people don't consider the statements they're making and the impacts they're going to have. Look at yourself. That's literally man. what he You're just said. You're literally blowing up the news with this China story more and more just because you won't shut up and stop. Like it's not about you. Just, just don't. Don't denounce Daryl Morey and add fuel to the fire. Like, say something constructive if you're going to say anything or don't say anything at all. It just drove me crazy. LeBron has worn me out. The LA thing's wearing me out. I cannot wait to root against the Lakers. I think those are all really great points, actually. 
And, you know, you just you just have to look back at it and say, okay, I'm used to seeing articles about the trade war in the Wall Street Journal or my daily LinkedIn feed, whatever. Like, I expect to see something new about tariffs and Trump's dealings with China. I don't expect to see LeBron getting involved with geopolitical events with China. And what he did was say, like you said, Daryl Morey, an MIT graduate, is misinformed and not educated on the situation. And all he did was pour more fire onto it. Shout out Clay Travis for one of the funniest tweets I've seen in a while. Go check them, go check him out on Twitter. I died laughing when I saw that. But the point is, this is all a mess. LeBron Jesus. now has protesters in Hong Kong throwing basketballs at pictures of his face and burning his jerseys. This is reported through the Associated Press. It doesn't surprise me. That's just why it's so hypocritical to me of his tweet last night. Sometimes people don't consider the effects their statements will cause and the implications they'll have on others. And I was just like, look in the freaking mirror, man. Like, you're doing exactly. it right now. You're just making this dumpster fire even worse. And it, it just sucks because what China's doing is not right. And the way they're trying to suppress freedom of speech and the way they've gone after Mori and the way that the whole press conference with the Rockets and their game in China was handled, all of that is so wrong. And it it's not right and... It just sucks that the NBA has taken the not best route here, and it sucks that LeBron is misspeaking, and it's just a nightmare. I mean, it really it can't get worse. I was afraid at one point, and still kind of am, that basketball might be the cause of World War III here. Like, is this really gonna <laughs> keep just blowing up? Like, what? what What's it, you know, what's it going to go to? I had no idea that the NBA and China could cause world headlines and riots and all kinds. You know, it, I, I never thought it would go this far. I can't imagine where else it's going to go. It's sad. It really is. I mean, yeah. you should be able to just broadcast games and play there, and it shouldn't be an issue. Oh, completely agree. I just got a couple of closing thoughts, and I'll let you throw out anything else you might have. That's all I've got, man. Okay, well. here. The NBA is trying to save their bottom line. They're trying to save face in their second biggest market, continue to increase revenues, and Tencent was a big partner in doing so, and all the merchandise that they're selling over there. All right. So that's the main point. And then LeBron comes in and quite possibly eliminates the entire market that is Hong Kong. Now nobody in Hong Kong is going to want anything to do with the NBA. So when he says that people need to be quiet and understand that their words or actions can affect so many people and they don't realize it, well, LeBron, you just did that. And what you also might have done is hurt the next guy in the NBA getting his next contract because the rate things are going, there's not going to be as much money for the next group of guys. And this is where all this money comes from. This is why you get paid $35 million, $40 million a year, LeBron. It's because of all the revenues that the NBA brings in. And you just shot that down in in Asia. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I that's a good point. I wouldn't think of that as a massive deal just because I don't think Hong Kong is a huge market. But it, I don't think it 
helps in Asia at all by any means. So yeah, I mean, you're totally right. It's just a shitty situation, honestly. I, it's a, it's all a mess. Yeah, it's a huge mess. It shouldn't have happened, and it, it needs to just stop. I, I hope nobody else says anything else. And I'm just waiting for Trump's tweet at LeBron, and it just oh no, no. it's all I can just see it getting so much worse before it gets better. But I hope not. Yep. I really, I really hope not, and I hope we don't have to hear about it anymore. That's Let's all I got to say on it, and that's really all I care to talk about it, hopefully, for a long time. You got anything else? Yeah, let's leave it to our guy, Adam Silver. We pointed out on the show that we really think he's a great commissioner. He's a Duke undergrad, and he got his law degree from the University of Chicago. So this is a smart guy, and he's going to do the right things, and he's going to say the right things going forward. I would advise anyone who is a big-time influencer like LeBron James or Daryl Morey to just leave it to the commish. We're not talking about Goodell here. We're talking about Adam Silver. Leave it to the guy. He'll take care of things. Let's let it pass, and let's play some basketball. Season's starting in a week, baby. Yep, I'm with you. All right, so last thing I got here, I've just got to rant about this for a minute. The L.A. Chargers are a mockery. They're a joke. (laughs) Their franchise is pitiful. They played Sunday night at home. If you would have just listened to that game and not seen the crowd at all, you would have thought that they were in Pittsburgh in a playoff game. I mean, the, the PA guy was playing Pittsburgh stuff. LA players came out after the game and said, whoever was playing that should be fired because we're playing at home. That's ridiculous. And it is. It's absolutely pitiful. They never should have gone to L.A., and I totally understand there was the financing the stadium fiasco. They were looking for a new place to play. They're having a hard time getting it figured out in San Diego, and so they could just go to L.A., do this super megadome stadium with the Rams who are already going back home to L.A., and I read an article from Fox Sports that came out in 2017 saying five reasons why this was a great idea for the Chargers. And none of them hold true hardly at all except for the stadium. I was going to say, what are they? Uh, one, that the Chargers are better, so they're going to steal a lot of the fans, which is asinine to think. It's a bigger market, which is true. Uh, the The games weren't selling that well in San Diego, part, partially because of the stadium. But there was, there was people saying, like, oh, the Oakland games, it'll be 50-50 Chargers fans and Raiders fans. And, dude, it's Southern California. It's not that far away. Like, okay, big deal. I bet the people now that were complaining, especially ownership, that was complaining, oh, there's too many away fans here, they can't say anything now because they might be playing away home games for the rest of their time in L.A. because the Rams are much better. That's not going to change anytime soon. And the thing is, the Rams were there before. The Chargers spent one season there. The Rams moved to L.A. in 1946 and were there until 1994. And then they moved back. And let me think, 20, what year did they announce that? 20, it's been 16? like two, three years. 2016 and the Chargers were in 2017. And so my whole thing is, I don't know what logic you had that going to LA was going to be this big market where you're going to do so much better selling your games because if your biggest issues, and another reason why it said it was a great idea and a lot of people were supporting the move they said it was because the Chargers needed a rebrand. They couldn't win in San Diego. They needed a refresh, restart, go get some big market somewhere. 
completely idiotic because the Rams already had LA because of their ties. There are plenty of people that are still alive from those days that'll be rooting for the Rams, thrilled they're back in LA. And the other thing is the Chargers don't have any ties there. It just doesn't make any sense. They had this beautiful fan base in San Diego and the town loved them. They embraced them. I mean, San Diego's a great sports town. I was there all summer, and the Chargers, or excuse me, not the Chargers, the Padres are like a weird cult down there. I mean, there were 10 games below 500, and half the people that I knew were religiously watching their games. It, it, it was insane. And the other times I've been to San Diego, anytime the Chargers were on, anywhere you go, it is on every TV, every shop, every store, anywhere you go. It, the people are just stopping to watch the Chargers play. I mean, they were loved down there. And no one cares about them at all in L.A. I, I think it was a greedy move by ownership. Andrew Hardy was spot on when he said it a few months ago on the podcast when we were asking him why he hated the Chargers. I get it now. I, I really don't like the Chargers anymore at all either, and I'm moving them up to number two on my most hated teams list behind your Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and I don't even want to hear anything about the Chargers' ownership or having issues managing the team because all of it is self-inflicted. I mean, they have done all this to themselves. Their biggest issues were they wanted to win more games and start fresh, and they wanted to have a better home crowd and a bigger market. You've gone to L.A., you don't have the market share, you're the little brother. I mean, you're not even what the Clippers were to the Lakers. You are Nobody so inferior compared to that. No one cares at all. At all. And when I sat down and like was really doing my prep for this segment, and I was thinking about it, I was like, what other big market could they have gone to? The best option was San Diego. They should have just figured out a new <laughs> stadium there. I mean, we're, what, what, whole, what cities are a whole lot bigger here? You've got New York, you've got Chicago... You've got L.A., and L.A.'s got the Rams, you know. Obviously, Chicago's got the Bears. New York's got two teams. You just think about it. Dallas, Houston, Philly, where where are you going to go? If you want this big market, San Diego is a top 25 city in the U.S. It's probably the biggest city that now does not have an NFL team. I mean, if if I'm going somewhere relocating an NFL franchise or I'm an expansion team and I'm starting in a city, I'm trying to figure out where to go and a big market, San Diego is probably going to be one of my best options. It just doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It seems greedy. And to be honest, the only solution that I could think of for what they need to do, because this LA deal is not going to work. I mean, you, you're going to put that huge brand new stadium in with these jacked up ticket prices, and you think you're going to get a bigger showing of Chargers fans? Good luck. That's not going to happen. You're going to get way more away fans wanting to come travel and check out the stadium and make a cool weekend out of it. It's just a recipe for disaster. It's horrible management decisions, horrible ownership decisions. And I think that the NFL, one, should never have allowed it. And two, to fix this, they should send them to Alaska. That's where they deserve (laughs) to be. And if you think about it, it would be great. The least populated place in the whole country. Yeah, but the TV ratings would be great. I tell you, I would tune in every weekend to watch a game in Alaska. They have to you play in blizzards. It would be incredible. I got it. It'd be idea bad for, for fantasy, you. but all right, let's hear it. I don't know if you're. You got anything else? No, that's it. That's it. All right, I'll throw my idea and then we'll wrap it up here. Sounds good. Come on down to Oklahoma, man. Our NFL team is the fucking Oklahoma Sooners, and I'm sick and tired of it growing up there my whole life, man. Very valid point. We Football will hop State. on board with a team like that. Are you kidding me? The proud that is people. True of Oklahoma, the land of the Redmen. We will fill that stadium. We will buy every single ticket up. 
man, Philip Rivers, you're more than welcome to come with us, man. But if you stick around in L.A., share a stadium with the Rams, and keep losing at the rate you are, you're going to retire in a couple years. A team is going to have nobody, and it's going to be the Rams city. Oh, I, I think that's already happening. It's a done deal at this point. It's L.A. is the Rams city, and that's not changing. And that would be awesome. I would love an NFL team in Oklahoma, and it's a great pitch, but I don't think the greedy ownership is going to make any moves to Oklahoma anytime soon. If San Diego wasn't good enough for them, I highly doubt Oklahoma would be good enough for them. Yes, sir. We'll be right back with Jeff Woodruff and Jack McGrath. All right, what's up? I'm here with my dog, Jeff Woodruff, out of the Big D. And, of course, you know him, Jack McGrath. How we doing? Pete, Pete, I just want to say thank you for letting me come on the show. Snacks, it's great to hear your voice, as always. I'm happy to be here. What's, uh, Jeff, I miss yeah. you. I miss let's, you. Uh, let's talk a little Chiefs football, if you guys don't mind. Let's get into it. We thought there would be no better guests than you, so here you are now. What's going on with the Chiefs, man? Two straight home losses to the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. What's going on here? Both of these games were a little bit weird. The Chiefs just couldn't seem to get a stop, couldn't get the offense back on the field. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, the last two games were definitely not ideal. Um, but to be totally honest, our team's 4-2. and two. There were a couple of weird, like you mentioned, there were a couple of weird things that happened, especially uh, in that last game with that just god-awful situation that happened at the end with the Mahomes strip sack, get the ball on the four-yard line, then they score right before half. Right after Thornhill made a great play uh, on the defense to get a pick. But, I mean, teams are just running all over us. They're gashing us. We can't stop them. So, I don't know. We need to do something on defense. I'm not concerned about our offense at all. Um, it was great to see Tyreek back. So, I don't know. I think it was a, a couple bad games that teams know that they can run the ball over, all over us and then keep Mahomes on the sideline, and then that's what happens. Don't get the ball, can't score. Yeah, and, yeah, and Sir Joffrey, you made a, a good point at the beginning before you prefaced all, like, kind of concerned. We're still 4-2, yeah. like, this guy's falling hypothetically, but I think we're still. I think it's the two seed in the AFC. The Bills, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Well, they'd be the five seed because Patriots are one, so they'd be the wild card. The Bills get the dub this right? coming week over the Dolphins, and they will be the two seed. So, well, they'd be they'd be the wild card. So, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Patriots get the right. division. That's right. So, I mean, if we can just. Rise the ship this week. We'll be fi- we'll be five right. and two, and <clears throat> Hill will be basically one hundred percent. Fisher will be back soon. Yeah. Chris Jones will be back soon. So, I mean, this this week is big. It's four and three or five and two, which sounds <laughs> it's a huge like a huge difference. Season. Huge difference. Yeah. Well, um, I and like I look at these two losses, and I feel like it was just a repeat event. It almost felt like the same game in both instances. Mac was just picking up every first down. And then all of a sudden, Carlos Hyde is just this elite running back, and the Chiefs can't seem to stop him. Carlos Hyde. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Carlos Hyde comes in and looks like a Hall of Famer against our defense, of course. 
He was a guy we truly yeah. traded. He was he was on our didn't he was on him. our team for about a month this off season. Yeah, and then we got rid of him, and he well, does he, that to us. He made sure to drop that f bomb in that. Yeah, picked it up. So he yeah. definitely came into this game with a chip yeah. on his shoulder. Yeah, and it's that's that's another that. thing. That's another thing that everyone talks about as well. You you'll hear the national guys, especially the local guys, will talk about it. I mean, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. We have Patrick Mahomes. Everyone wants to come in and beat us. So. I mean, it's something that you hear over and over again that we're going to get everyone's best shot, which is very true. Everyone comes in and, and wants to beat the Chiefs. So, I want to go full homer Jeff. and just equate this to like Kansas basketball. Like, we get everyone's best game. You know, K State comes in, whatever. <clears throat> like, same kind right. of deal. What are you saying, Snacks? Oh, I mean, that's a good point. We can go back to that. But Jeff, I was just going to like ask how worried we are about Mahomes' ankle because I'm I'm more concerned than it seems like everyone else right. is. It doesn't seem like it's going to get better for the rest of the year. It seems like it's just kind of gonna, it's going to be Start a problem week until one. the offseason. Right. Yeah. I, I'm looking at my notes here that I have in front of me and oh, under oh. injury <laughs> under injury issues I have most concerning question mark and then I have the MVP's ankle. So I, I'm on the same page with you snacks. I, I, I'm pretty concerned about it. Um I really wish our bye week was this week. I think that would that yeah. would be just absolutely ideal. But unfortunately, we have a very long stretch until the bye week, so that that's not anything to look forward to. Ten days thing, after this game, right? So yeah, and one thing that is going to be helpful is if Pat can make it through this Thursday night game. I would love so much for us to just be blowing them out so bad that Pat can sit the whole fourth quarter. Just like we, mm-hmm. just like we did on a couple of occasions last year with some teams, where we just are absolutely throttling them, and then Pat doesn't have to go in and, or maybe plays the first five minutes of the fourth, and then we'll throw in the backup, whoever whoever it is. Now I can't remember since Henny got hurt, but um, some yeah. some no name, but um, yeah, Mahomes' ankle is a big concern. So if he can make it through healthy against the Broncos on Thursday, then um, he'll have some some extra time, like Pete mentioned earlier, that uh, that he can work with and hopefully get a little bit better. And then having Fisher on the line will hopefully calm things down because he's just getting beat up back there. Yeah. So I didn't realize that our bye week wasn't until Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's that's right. Concerning. It's a it's a long time. We've got. We've got some tough games in there as well. We have one of the hardest schedules in the freaking league while the Patriots are playing a cakewalk. Your next uh, three after the Broncos game are actually more difficult than you'd think. I'm right. looking at it we right now. We got the Packers. Yeah. The Vikings. I'm not sure. yeah. The way they've been playing, like, I Vikings just don't feel like it's team. a cakewalk. Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook is a pretty good running back. I know oh my gosh, is laughable, but – Dalvin it's Cook is an interesting a, matchup. Dalvin Cook is one of the premier running backs in the league this year, and him against if we're making Carlos Hyde look like uh, an oh, NFL God. legend, can you imagine what Dalvin Cook is going to do to our defense? So, <laughs> I mean, we need to. He might set a record. <laughs> I think one thing it's next to to continue on with the injuries, but a couple of others that are really hurt us. I think this week showed was our interior defense. Hitchens and that dude Chris Jones were both out this week. So Chris, mm-hmm. and you can see that on the quarterback pressure as well. Chris Jones is just 
really missed out there because um, he had all day to f- throw in the in the backfield. So no no pressure at all without Jones. And then the run defense obviously was not good before Hitchens was out, but it, I think it looked even worse this week without him in there. Yeah, Chris Jones is about to catch a massive contract because <laughs> yeah. he's 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 gonna have all the leverage. He's gonna say like. Hey, this is what happened without me. Like, yeah, you guys need to pay me, or I'll go catch it somewhere. I else. I mean, I think, and yeah, that's that's very true. And I know that a lot of people were concerned. I, I'm a pretty firm believer that Chris may not be on the Chiefs next year, which would, I think, which yeah. would to pay him, which would suck. I'm a big advocate of Chris on the Chiefs next year. He is an incredible defensive tackle. Yeah, and then so behind them, like you said, Hitchens. When Reggie Ragland oh, is man. your middle linebacker, you're I mean trouble. Ben, ne- ben was Neiman of, was, was out of, there as well. Oh my god, I was just watching Ragland a few plays against the Texans. He, he looked like he was purposely going the <laughs> right. Wrong way. I saw like the ball would be kind of <laughs> flowing to the left, and he'd be like, "Let me go, let me go check out the, <laughs> the sideline on the other side of the field." Ragland's so Ragland's so big these days. He was like looking at hot dogs in the stands. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he, he, he smelled the barbecue. Like, Give me one of them. Give me one of them hot dogs. Do y'all think they need to draft a linebacker next year? I mean, we got to do something. Uh, I, see, I'm not very well versed in the linebacker free agency market or who's willing to give up a linebacker. I was saying earlier that let's I trade a couple. Trade. Let's trade a couple guys. Let's get a. Let's get rid of Demarcus Robinson, and then let's throw a, a second round draft pick and go get a, a top tier linebacker and. That'll help things out, and then damn, and then grab a grab so a corner. Been, you're willing to dish to Marcus so, like that? Oh yeah, over McCall or like, oh yes, McCall's a rookie. Why is Demarcus the most expendable receiver there? Because D Rob, I mean D Rob has had one good game for us. He's young. He's got a ton of talent, and we're not paying him anything. He's on a contract year right now, so he's a, he's coming up. And he'll probably be looking for a big paycheck or a, a decent sized paycheck. So, if we're gonna try and sign Chris Jones, which I hope we try and do, we're yeah. gonna have to make some cuts elsewhere. And I think wow. D Rob D Rob's a good candidate. I mean, Pringle looks great. We still got Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill looks incredible. And then uh, Pringle, the undrafted free agent from K State, represent. Um, made it. A few big plays and looks decent, so I think we can get rid of D Rob. He did. He yeah. did have a good game there. Yeah. And so, and yeah, so we're recording this about three hours after the Jalen Ramsey yeah. trade went down. That's true. I'm honestly not too upset that we didn't try to match that price because that would have completely washed our next basically three years in like the draft and we like we've seen how bad our offensive line is and how bad our defense is like we can't go all in this year and then see Jalen Ramsey or a player of Jalen Ramsey's like type walk after two years like I a lot of people were barking for Jalen Ramsey to to give up us to give up like three first rounders and Chris Jones straight up something something along those lines hell no I think she I think Chiefs fans forget that we have Patrick Mahomes yeah. for the next like <laughs> forever decade plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, like it's knock on pay wood. Him, but... Pay him, pay him, sign that man a fifteen-year contract. You think he All gets right. the two hundred mil? 
Oh yeah, forty mil. No, he'll yeah. he'll get seven. I bet he'll get seven, like two, ten, two fifteen. Oh, more than mm-hmm. two ten, I think. I yeah. think it's like thirty five, forty a year. Yeah. So if I it's think seven yeah. years. If, yeah. Snacks, do that math real quick. What's what's uh two? Give us two twenty divided by seven. Anyone know that? That is a little more than thirty, right? Thirty. Two point four five nine seven. I feel like that's four, I feel like that's a good number. All right, two. all right, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Batman symbol. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've I've heard a lot of people saying like she seemed to go all in. It's like we can go all in over the next five yeah. years, and like obviously I want to win a Super Bowl this year. I'm not saying right. that, but it's like it's win now mode. It's like Patrick Mahomes is 23 years yeah. old. It's not win now right. mode. Obviously, we want to be Tom Brady. Obviously, we want to beat Aaron Rodgers. We want to beat, you know, Deshaun Watson. Well, who will be playing for the next decade plus as well? Yeah. It's like, obviously, it sounds great to go all in on the Super Bowl this year, but it's not worth risking our draft capital when we need to replace some serious offense, defense, right. offensive line, and just defense <clears throat> across the board. And, and something. So I wasn't. Yeah, yeah I was on. just gonna say, and something else that. You know, a lot of people have been bouncing around. I mean, you've seen Chiefs Twitter overreact dozens of times. And yeah. this week, this week is this bad. week being one of them. I mean, I see people calling for Veach's head. And I, I, hmm. I mean, Veach is, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people. I think Veach is a great GM for us and, and has. Veach drafted Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like Veach is, the thing that's really hurting Veach is his 2018 draft class is is basically non-existent right now. So that's the draft. Yeah. The problem is I have to, the problem is I have to ask who is in that right. draft class because I don't it's know. It's like anyone. Breland, Breland speaks, um, Tano, mm-hmm. Passigno, um, you know, I'm struggling to come up with names because it's so mm-hmm. irrelevant. So that's, that's one thing that's, that's hurt us for sure is, is that draft class because, that's the draft class that we go get a couple of these supporting pieces that that we don't have right now and is what we're really needing because we've got the we've got the name we've got the talent I mean we've got Honey Badger Chris Jones Frank Clark those are three top you know top tier guys at their respective positions but we don't have a middle linebacker and we don't have any outside linebackers that can tackle which is important so. Yeah, that, that, that 2018 and, draft class hurt us. Yeah, and so we're kind of talking about all this, and it sounds a lot like the conversation we had last year about Bob Sun. Oh, yeah. And so we, we brought in Spagnola, who was supposed to be kind of – and I, I think he's still kind of learning what defense he can use with his personnel. Right. But, I mean, if his this, if this defense doesn't get better last half of the year, I, I don't see how we keep Spagnola on right. because – it's just kind of, we're not blitzing anyone where we, I think we blitz like three guys every play. It's like, yeah, we have one of the best kind of playmakers on defense and Tyron Matthew, and we're not using him one yeah. bit. It's just, he's kind of falling back in coverage. It's like bring him off the edge. once a possession. Yeah. I, I guess I'd like to see a lot more of those sort of wild card blitzes that Spags was basically known for. Like he used to be a, you know, that guy that would, bring a bun- bunch of pressure at no point or, you know, at, at random times throughout the possession or wherever they are on the field. 
So I I agree. I think, um, you know, someone I was talking to brought up a good point that he, a lot of it's our inside linebackers for sure. And the run defense does not help, but Spags has been running so much nickel coverage that it's something, something must be bad in our secondary. And I think we all, at the start of the season, everyone knew that our secondary was what was the worst thing about this team. Our corners were, and I'm, I have a feeling that that is still pretty true. So I think Spags is covering something up by having all those guys drop back in coverage because, I mean, Fuller dropped three touchdowns last week, uh, like three wide open touchdowns that hit off his hands. So who knows? I think, you know, this is something that we all sort of expected coming into the year that our defense was not going to be great. Spags has been here for seven weeks. We basically have eight new starters on the field at any given time, and they're all brand new to the team. So they're learning a brand new system, brand new coach. I think that we need to add a a couple of pieces, one being a corner, one being a linebacker. I don't know how, you know, Veach is going to finagle that. I don't have any suggestions. I'm not going to do the man's job for him, but uh, we need to add some pieces, and, well, and once we do, then I think we'll we'll be okay. At least good enough to to help out Mahomes a little bit. So the Eagles cut Zach Brown, mm-hmm. who he I mean, I say give it a shot. He, Why not? He he can't be right. Worse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Give saying. it a shot. I mean, you, you, exactly. We're not going to look worse than we did last week. So we, at least yeah. he'll bring over some from the Eagles, right? Right, yeah. A little bit of At least Intel. a little swagger. Yeah, yeah. If anything, then, he's valuable so, for Intel. <laughs> and then Kendall Fuller broke his hand oh, on Sunday. I thought it was just his thumb. Did it come out? It was his hand? Well, so it's the same injury he had last okay. year. He, he, missed, he, he did end up coming okay, back pretty thumb, soon. Yeah, he, he ended up coming mm-hmm. back. I mean, I remember him playing with the cast. So, yeah, I mean, and it's not like Fuller's if, been great for us. So, I don't Exactly, but I mean, on the on the short week, if he can't play Thursday night, our cornerbacks are Shandavius Ward, who, Brashad Breland, and Mo Claiborne. That's our starting corner. Ward had a pick last week. Yeah, he made a play. Chavarius. He's also missed C Ward. I mean, hey, he's been there. He's been there all year. He just can't get his head around. Um, And I think snacks. What we'll do is is something that we that was brought up early in the season. If if Fuller can't go, I bet we see a lot of Thornhill down playing some corner, bring in Sorensen as a safety. So we'll basically run a three safety look, I'm guessing, but have Thornhill playing more corner because Thornhill is my dude. Mm-hmm. Thornhill is my dog. I rep that Juan Thornhill jersey every Sunday. I think he made a <laughs> great pick last week. People were got on him for making an interception. That unfortunately led to that, you know, just play that had nothing to do with his great play. So, and yeah, and it's he, like you got you got to you got to make right. a pick when like you can't no. just bat, like try to bat. He's a rookie like, at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. That's his first pick. Go get you one, Juan. Yeah, Jeff, I'm gonna throw some at you. Yeah, what do you have for me? That might be a little left field. Eric Berry still on sign. <laughs> now, stay with me. I know that heel, I know his Achilles is probably done for, but is he not worth maybe bringing in for a workout or 
at least does it bring a little like dog to the defense? Yeah. Because we like we don't tackle. We don't. It's something that like maybe I don't know if Eric Berry could fix, but he, he couldn't like. I don't want to see Benjamin Neiman. No, and, I don't want to see Ben or whatever his fuck is whatever his first name is. Yeah, it's, I, you I got it right. Yeah. Who is Benjamin yeah, Neiman Benjamin. in the first place? <laughs> Big exactly. Ben gotta... Neiman was running our middle linebacker position this past week. With Hitchens and... out? Yeah. I was glad when Hitchens left Dallas because he didn't do shit for them. Yeah, I thought when uh, – I was a big Hitchens fan. People, I, I will admit when I was wrong, uh, and I was excited about the Hitchens signing. Um I thought he was going to be a tackling machine for us, but unfortunately that has not really panned out. But you can't really blame, blame the guy. He's on one of the worst defenses all around. Yeah. Ever, so. uh, it's not much help. I'm not going to uh, dog him too hard. Yeah. and Speaking of I, – I don't expect it. To, go ahead. I was saying two guys. Skill. 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 No, no. Two guys I haven't seen anything of this year. You mentioned him earlier, Frank Clark and Travis Kelsey. I feel like Frank Clark really hasn't done anything. He's on a big contract. Same with Demarcus Lawrence. He's been invisible for Dallas. I haven't seen Frank show up in like any of these games. Yeah. Um, Frank hasn't looked great. I will say, I mean, I'm, there's no way to get around it. He just looks pretty slow off the ball. I'm, I personally did not watch much Frank Clark film coming out of Seattle, so I'm not sure if that what if that's what he normally looks like. But um, he's getting double teamed. He's getting chipped. He did have his best. Um, he did force that fumble at the start of the game uh, this past week, which was a big play, and recovered yeah. it. And then he also posted his best uh, PFF run defense grade of his career this week oh. as well. So that was, that, that was oh. promising. Um, there I we mean, go. I think, I definitely think um, Frank can potentially turn it on. I don't think he is one of those guys that loses steam. He's a great Twitter follow, by the way. So he's always tweeting out some pretty hype stuff, like after a big loss or something along those lines. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, Frank, I, I haven't lost faith in Frank. I don't think that's a bust by any means at this mm-hmm. point. I would like to see that production go up a little bit, though. But hopefully yeah. he's trending, going to continue his trend in the correct direction. Well, I was glad to see him have a good Yeah. That make it, yeah, makes Vichy look a little better. Yeah, and Travis Kelsey, um, like you mentioned, he hasn't been invisible like maybe Frank Clark has, but he's definitely – you know, him and Mahomes have lost that kind of connection that we got used to last year. It was always like third and seven. It was going to Kelsey. Yeah. And they couldn't stop it. This year, it seems like Kelsey is getting jammed a lot. He's lost a little bit of his, like, you know, not step, but he just looks a little slower out there. I don't know if he's maybe hiding an injury or what, but I just think with Tyreek getting back, I think it'll open up a lot more doors for Kelsey because all, basically all they have to worry about right now is Kelsey getting off the line. But with Tyreek back, they have to worry about so much more. Right. And so I think Tyreek back just makes the offense like so much more versatile and can do a lot more. So it like he's like to go back to our beginning point, we're four and two yeah. and we're getting our best player back, best second best player back right. in Tyreek. And Chris Jones will get Chris Jones will get back. So 
yeah, it's concerning, but it's not. You know, we're not. We're no reason. No reason to push the panic button no. quite yet. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna be okay. I think Travis Snacks. You made a great point. Once Tyreek is Tyreek is a top. Give me Tyreek as a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's number five, but he is up there. When he is back on the field, he's gonna open things up so Kelsey can't get absolutely swamped at the line of scrimmage every single play. Yeah, he, so he gets beat yeah, up. I, feel, yeah. I mean, I almost feel Kelsey's bad a tough him. dude. He goes out there and he still grinds. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. he's still raking in a ton of yards right now. He just hasn't found the end zone yet um, too often. I think Travis may, may only have one or two on the year. So I think – Yeah, that Raider. He kind of wanted to get the Raiders. I think that's yeah, I, I think he's he's still probably in the top five for yards this year mm-hmm. um, it, in respect to just the tight end position. So I think, Travis, what we're missing is just the, the touchdown and having Tyreek on the field is going to open the open everything up for everyone else. And hopefully yeah. Sammy's back this week, which would be nice to have the offense at full strength. Man. First time since week one. Haven't had Tyreek, so. It's and truly Sammy. crazy. We haven't seen them yeah. at full strength, like, at all this season. Right. And right. Are... And I, I think people are writing us off like we're dead. And uh, Tyreek Hill goes out there and makes huge impacts on the game immediately. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had him all year. And – Everyone knows how good Sammy can be. I mean, we saw it week one. Um, and so Sammy can step up. Sammy, I don't think he's a, a true and tried number one target. And I think, you know, we kind of saw that. I think part of it is that Mahomes likes to spread the ball around as well. So yeah. if you know Sammy's covered, he's not going to force it to him. But once Tyreek's back out there, Chiefs need, just need to get healthy. And, you know, I think we're going to be A-OK. Add a couple pieces on defense. That's going to solve that. Let Spags get the system under his belt. Mm-hmm. Come week 10, we're going to be looking, hitting our stride. Just make sure everyone stays healthy uh, when that Patriots game rolls around. Hope we punch them in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so the Coles and Texans, two probable AFC playoff teams. Yeah, great teams. beating us. Good teams. But they, you know that neither of them want to see Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, no. regardless of the defense. Like even if it's on the even if we go on the road, if we somehow end up like on the road first week of the playoffs, they don't like they're not going to feel comfortable against Patrick Mahomes. And same with the Patriots. Like Bill Belichick does not want to see Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, regardless of how bad our defense is. Like Patrick, like say what you want about the rest of the team. If we have Patrick Mahomes, I'd line us up against anyone in the playoffs. That's his yeah. worst nightmare. So I'm, if you yeah, asked him who exactly. he didn't want to face in the AFC Championship. He would say Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he would. He mm-hmm. would definitely say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, and if he didn't, then Tom's just a freaking liar. Mm, we're on. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what do you think about this Thursday night game against Denver? They're coming off two straight wins. They handled the depleted Chargers team, and then they just shut out tight or the Titans, and they pretty much ended Mariota's starting career. <laughs> do you think uh, Mari- Mariota? Was put in the grave by the Broncos. <laughs> I know. Well, the, the spread <laughs> is poor three. man. The spread is three right now. Do you do you think the Chiefs are going to cover that? What do you think about this game? Listen, I, I know what we need to do. We need to go into Mile High 
and absolutely dominate the Broncos this Thursday night. This is a major statement game for the Chiefs because I'm sure you guys may have heard part of my take, Big Cat was throwing around the S word, calling the Chiefs soft. (laughs) And I think if we go into Denver and we roll over and lose this game to an inferior team, the the Chiefs are clear cut better than the Broncos. No question about it. I don't care. I think everyone who is a football fan can agree with that. Um, so if we find a way to lose this game, then yeah, I think we may be looking at a real soft problem with the Chiefs. Um, uh, we just need to go go in there and find a way. I think we cover that easy. I'm hoping that we we. I mean, you heard of what I said earlier. I want I want us to be destroying the Broncos so bad Thursday night that Mahomes doesn't even have to play the fourth quarter. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah. No. I. And that's nice. And I'm not worried about Joe Flacco. No. Like we can, we can line up eight in the box and stop the run Please. better than we have. Like last few quarterbacks, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I say above average. Yeah, Deshaun hey. Watson is probably oh, top five. Yeah, Deshaun is. Deshaun's Joe Flacco a great... is probably. <laughs> Joe Flacco is probably thirtieth out of thirty-two <laughs> yeah. in the league. Joe Flacco has seen better days. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So I, I think we just line up like we load up the box. Right. Say, hey, Joe Flacco, if you want to beat us, be throw my the best. ball. Yeah, do it. Try and out, Pussy. try and out shoot Mahomes, Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so, in summary, little concern, but not panicking. In, at in all. summary, you Chiefs fans that are absolutely freaking out, calm down. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Everything's going to be fine. Mahomes did it by himself last year. Our defense was. God awful last year. The only reason we're freaking out about it this year is because we're not winning all these games like we normally would, but we're still four and two. We're gonna go destroy yeah. the Broncos this week. Let's go. Short memory, boys. Let's go. Fire all right. So where do you think they'll end the season in the AFC, like seeding wise? Do you think they're gonna win the division? The Raiders are kind of clinging around there. The Chargers <laughs> are two and four all of a sudden Oof, with the Broncos. Do you like do you think it's a cakewalk still? I think it should be. It it absolutely should be our, to the two seed. Yeah, I, I if that the I know the Patriots have got you know, they've got a couple of difficult games coming up. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were 11 and five last year. I, I fully expect the Patriots to lose a couple of games. I mean, they yeah. put up a fight. Who, who put up a fight against them? Was it the Jets without Darnold? Looked, they hung around for three quarters. The Patriots got a blocked punt, touchdown, fumble recovery, touchdown, and then. Oh, yeah, the Giants. Have you seen seen what Monday Night Football is? It's the Patriots at the Jets. And Sam Darnold looked pretty good last week. Sam Darnold looked like a killer last week. Yeah, I think that's going to be a fun game to watch on Monday night. And you know what? The Jets have a pretty scary defense. So I I, I think that will be a good game. I I hope they, uh, I hope they give them a run for their money, and it would be just absolutely fantastic to see on the national stage Monday night. That would be that so that'd be a real the Patriot, treat. Yes. <laughs> so the Patriots have a four-game stretch of Philly, 
Dallas, Houston, Kansas City. Yeah, that's tough. That's it. It was two. It is two of two of those probably. Yeah. And then I mean, outside of that, it's kind of I mean pretty easy. But but so I think I, I think Tom I, I think for the Chiefs I think Tom, I think <laughs> I just want I just want to I just want to talk shit on the Patriots just a little bit more. Keep going. <laughs> I think Tom, their offense. I've only watched them two games, I think, this year. But the two games I've watched, their offense did not excite me whatsoever. So that defense and this schedule that they're playing is absolutely laughable. You go run through their first out five or six games that they've played, it's horrendous. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are getting put through the absolute ringer, which I think is going to pay off for us in the long run. So... I hope the Jets come out there. I'm I'm pulling for the Jets, baby. Let's go. Pete, what's the spread on that? Uh shoot. I thought it was like ten or nine and a half. I think it's nine and a half. Yeah, it's it's not as big as you yeah, think. Yeah, I mean I think I remember I think Vegas knows. Vegas saw Darnold look like an absolute G last week. Yeah. I thought about I'm I'm looking it up right now. I thought about throwing in a bet you'll hear later, but I couldn't convince myself. I th- I feel like the Jets have a fighting chance at this game for some weird reason. Yeah, it's ten. It's ten right now. So, yeah. what's money line um, on them? Bet money line, Pete. Just go all in. Might have to. Man. <laughs> Put my mortgage on that. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> emptying my savings. Mortal mortal <laughs> lock of the week: Jets nine and a half. Yeah. So I I do think ten and ten and six wins our division. I think we're not going ten and six, AFC's, but yes, I agree. That'd be sad. Yeah, yeah, just 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 the floor. Just looking at like the bottom floor. Sure. Teams. I think eleven and five gets the. I think twelve eleven and five gets the first week by, which would be big time for Mahomes' ankle and just kind of. A week to reset going to the playoffs. I don't. I don't want to be in that wild card weekend against oh, like not. the like the Texans the, or the Colts. Trying to or, think. Yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens I'd, who just got I'd our feel, boy Marcus Peters. Yeah, that's <laughs> mm, so Weird trade. Yeah, yeah. This week's big. I think, and then after that, Pete. I think the weirdest trade of all that happened tonight was the Rams spending everything they own to bring in Jalen Ramsey. You wouldn't I like that? I Not for the Rams situation. I think Jared Goff has looked terrible. Their defense is getting absolutely shredded. They gave up 50 to the Bucks, which I know I mean, they've got Godwin. And, yeah, I know, but I, I don't even think they're a, a real Super Bowl contender the way they're looking right now. Yeah, I haven't been convinced th- of what I've seen lately. I think their their offensive line hasn't been as good as it has been, and Gurley, Gurley just isn't the same Gurley's player. Gurley's just weird. Gurley's weird. It's a weird thing going on. You know, he was in LA with Gurley. He was an MVP candidate last season at one point, and then he yeah. just disappeared, and now he's like a total non-factor right now. So, like, right, they are missing a lot, but. Yeah, and know. and that's why I, that's why I thought it was weird that maybe they just take this year off. Like, Goff is still very young. He just got signed to a billion dollar deal, and then McVay yeah. still <laughs> very young, obviously. So he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, I'm sure. McVay loves coaching in LA. I heard people saying like, 
Do you think McVay loves Jared Goff that much? Do you like? Do you think he'd have more fun with a different quarterback, like Lamar yeah, Jackson you know, or some shit? Oh yeah, he would have a you know he would have a blast with Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. Oh wow! <laughs> of course he would. Hey Snacks, do you think we should uh, put Jeff on the hot seat? I think that would be a wonderful idea. Uh, ooh, it's Jeff. burning. Jeff, it's burning. are you ready? Skip, skip. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot. All right, skip. We'll be right back with the hot seat. Skip. Warm it up, baby. I, I'm sizzling. <laughs> the hot seat is boiling lava hot. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one. Who would you have, who would you rather have right now, Frank Clark or D Ford? Frank Clark. Sleeper NBA MVP. Oh God, um, I don't know. Kyrie, is Kyrie playing this year? Oh, I like that. How many pairs of cowboy boots do you own? <laughs> Uno. World Series pick. Uh, let's go Strohs. On a scale of one to skip, <laughs> how annoying are Cowboy fans? <laughs> They're skip. All right. We're talking about a downtown stadium in Kansas City. Good idea. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Should KC get a hockey team or NBA team? NBA. Favorite all-time Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, God. Um, Priest Holmes. Solid. <laughs> Quarter... Are you coming? Quarter oh. zipper hoodie in the fall weather. <laughs> Q-zip, for show. <laughs> uh, Snacks, I already know what the last one was that we didn't get off. Yes, I will be coming to KU Homecoming. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, six o'clock kickoff for that game. Yeah. Orange is going to be oh, a scene. I might, uh, you may want to avoid me that day if, if you're in Lawrence. Yeah, I'm, I might. I might. Uh, I'm not going to finish that. Sentence, yeah, actually. that's a good place to stop it. <laughs> it could get out of control. <laughs> yeah. Jeff. It could. It very well could. Pete, where can, where can we find you? Ooh, hit your boy with that follow on Twitter, at Jeffy Wood. I'll blow your timeline up about Chief stuff after terrible losses that we shouldn't have lost. But I'll keep everything positive. Indeed, he will. I'll keep everything positive. So, it, at Jeffy Wood on Twitter. Hit your boy with that follow. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Snacks. We'll see you next time. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Stupid B. <laughs> uh, all right. See you, guys. All right. Thank you, Jeff the Chef Woodruff. What a great time talking about the Chiefs. Hopefully, they'll figure it the fuck out. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Snacks coming off a pretty damn good week. You're damn right. Pretty good week. Uh, went three and one, lost a big one, $40 bet, which was a little bummer. Iowa, I don't know why I keep betting on Iowa, but <laughs> a little jinx there, a little reverse jinx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I call, I called the South Carolina. I didn't see him winning outright, but I didn't uh, either. I texted you. I had thing. a dream about that one. I actually had a dream the you night did. before that uh, South Carolina uh-huh. in the fourth quarter toward the end of the game was within one possession. I was like, dude, Snacks, I had the dream. It's going to happen. And, wow, it happened. 
and I did I didn't realize the game started at eleven. I, I assumed it was a two thirty slot, but <laughs> so I didn't even get my bet in. Oh. but my actual bet. But hey, why not? Uh, and then I hit Wisconsin uh, covering against Michigan State, and then Alabama came through late, pulled away to cover that sixteen and a half at A and M. So. All in all, pretty good week. Uh, definitely done betting on Iowa for at least this week. I'll be back next week probably. <laughs> Any more Ohio State but... this week? No, that line's too big. Okay. okay. We'll, uh, I can't remember who they're playing, but it was like 30. I was like, ah. I think it's a Friday night game Ew. too. Yeah, yeah Northwestern, I Stay think. Stay away. Just... Yeah. But, yeah, pretty good week. Uh, so it was a good slate. Uh, we can kind of get into some of the games from last week to recap. Yeah, but... so best game, would you guys say, was Red River the best game? I don't know, man. I'd probably say that Carolina-Georgia game was the best game of the week. We had Yeah, Rodrigo. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Probably. Yeah, the Red River, was, it was fun, but, it, like, Oklahoma should have been up by like twenty one at halftime. They had a couple of red zone turnovers. Yeah, it, was, it, it was, felt like Texas was just high scoring, but it was. Mm-hmm. It was high scoring, but it was kind of ugly. If that makes any sense at all, it was just Jalen Hurts didn't look what that you, good, and I was mm-hmm. kind of expecting that. But it OU is going to waltz into the playoff now. I mean, they're going to win the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. They're going to go undefeated. The only way they don't is if a few other teams manage to win out. But Bama and LSU got to play in between the SEC championship. That's probably not going to happen. So OU's going to get in, and unless they stumble against, by gosh, I don't know, maybe Iowa State or Bedlam here in Stillwater. I don't even want to let myself have any thought that that might happen. But who knows? Maybe and maybe if they get Texas again in the Big Twelve Championship, they stumble. But it didn't look like it. I still don't. Yeah, I was really not. Oh, good, good, my bad. No, sorry. I, I just really wasn't impressed with Texas. It was like it was. A, I think it finished a one-score game, but that game should have. Been. I wasn't impressed with either of them that much. I mean, I was slightly mm-hmm. impressed with OU's defense at times, but I that just wasn't sold. That I mean, I think they'll probably be the four seed in the playoff, and whoever they play, they're going to get the probably the break speed off them like they have the last few times in the playoff. I think that's just going to keep happening. That Red River game yeah, is like just... that every year. I feel like it's all always kind of ugly. This one was just never that close. It was like a one-possession game most of the game, but it didn't feel like it because, no. I mean, I don't know. Texas just couldn't really close the gap. And, yeah, you're saying mm-hmm. you think OU is going to be the four seed? Yes, sir. I think they will be, and I think they'll lose that first-round game by multiple touchdowns. That's a whole – Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the defense is a little better than last year, so they might be able to like hang around. But I think the offense is kind of a step back. Defense is a step so up. Kind of, offense kind of, definitely a step back. I'm with you. Yeah, so it kind of offsets, and it's probably going to be, you know, they might. It's probably like they'll probably lose to Bama like forty to like twenty seven, but it won't. It won't even be that close. So I think if they got Bama, that's the only one. They could potentially win the, the Jalen Hurts just factor. because of that. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's good enough to do it. But, man, I can't imagine a player who would ever have had a bigger chip on his shoulder going into a big game. That would be – it'd be fun. But realistically, yeah, I don't see OU getting out of the first round of the playoff. It just sucks. Jalen Hurts – The Big 12 is no good. If that game 
if that game happens, Jalen Hurts will move his weight room to the sideline <laughs> between every series. He'll be doing like squats. Dude, he might just press, leave it on lunges. the field. Romanian he might stay deadlift. out on the field at halftime. He's going to let the team go into the locker room with Lincoln Riley, and he's going to stay on the field and deadlift as part of the halftime show just to let everyone know he lifts weights. Yeah. Um, and then LSU Florida was kind of the other game that was big. That was kind of the same. Same vibe. Kind of felt like the same game. Early, yeah. I thought Florida could win it. When I was watching in the first half and it was tied at halftime, I was thinking about the Auburn game really more than anything last week or the week prior. And I was like, man, I think Florida could actually do it. And then the second half started and they had no chance. Yeah, and I was really impressed with the LSU receivers. Yes. Like, Burroughs look good, but, I mean, the receivers are making plays that – and, like, the Florida defense is probably one of the best defenses they'll face all year, minus Bama. I mean, Florida always has just, like, freak athletes in the backfield, defensive backfield. Um, so, I, you know, I knew the receivers were good, but they looked, like, big time on Saturday. That looked like a little Odell Jarvis-type connection, Ooh. man. Jamar Chase, I believe his name mm-hmm. is. And what was the other guy? Jefferson. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, that's right. Yeah. No, they – you you hit that right, man. Those guys were so impressive. I don't know if they make Burrow look better than he is or what. How but... good do you guys think he is? Because I, I haven't been sold on him, but after this last week, maybe he really is Heisman conversation. I mean, he's already thrown for, well, I think it's like 2,100 yards. So, I mean, he's on pace. Is he leading the nation in passing, like... you know, by any chance? I'm not sure if he is. Oh, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's some like some random. Cal State yeah, college. yeah, that's yeah. definitely true. That's definitely true. But I mean, you know, out of the top, you know, 15, 20 teams, I bet he's top two or three at least. Yeah, he had twenty-two pick or twenty-two touchdowns and three picks going into that game. Did you guys see him eyeing Maria Taylor post game? No, no, no. I kind of turned. Yo, I, I could have been tripping. Bars by the end of the game. I could have been tripping, but he was giving her some eyes. Like, he was ready to talk to her after the camera panned away. It was weird. It, it made me uncomfortable. And he's a, he's a weird-looking dude, so I don't know where that confidence came from. He looks from. like Sam Darnold, dude. If I was a little bit if more If I was attractive. a Heisman conversation quarterback slinging it around at a big Power 5 school, and I don't mean slinging it around like that, but um, oh. I would – I yeah, I'd have confidence. Definitely. <laughs> I would definitely have confidence in myself. Uh, yeah, so we, we kind of saw some of those, you know, I guess the old cliche pretender versus the contenders in those two games. Um, so looking forward, looking, looking to next week. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of big games in terms of like compared to last week. I don't know if you guys have done anything before. One more thing here, Snacks, before we move on to the rest of oh, the yeah. games. I got to ask, I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. Do you guys think LSU could win out? They got to be Bama. They got Auburn at home. That's their second toughest game. And then after that, they got to play at Bama. That is tough. I would not want to play in Tuscaloosa. But, or Tuscaloosa. Tus- I can't. Oh, my gosh. Leave it. Leave it. I, I'm just going to leave it there. Double down on it. Tuscaloosa. <laughs> uh, there we go. Woo. Tuscaloosa. We're back. All right. Do they play Georgia in the regular season? They do not play Georgia in the regular season. Wow. Their last three games are Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. So that's three wins. Mm. Texas so A&M trap game. I don't think so. If they lose to Bama and don't make the SEC championship game, 
Do you think they have a chance to get into that four seed? <sighs> they probably will, just because they played Texas not conference and won. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get rewarded for that, I mean, but it'll depend on how everyone else finishes. I don't think Clemson should get in, even if they went out. Well, oh, they will though. Oh, they will, hundred percent. Just because they're good, but from their resume this year, outside of the fact that they're Clemson and they have that talent and Trevor Lawrence, I don't think they're that good. I think we can give LSU the nod over Georgia, though. If LSU oh, still lost Georgia's to Alabama and Georgia lost that game to Carolina, Georgia South Carolina, is out. I mean, easily. Well, so Georgia will probably win the East unless Florida wins out. So it would be Georgia, Bama, assuming the like the favorites win the rest of the year. If Georgia beats Bama, they, there's just chaos, and the, and, and that's the championship game. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. That would. I mean, be. that's probably a long shot after what we saw. In the South Carolina game, but I, I always love just rooting for like chaos. Man. You never know; they're going to yeah. bounce back after that, definitely. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State's going to get in, I think, unless Wisconsin gets them. OU's going to get in. Clemson's going to win out. It's going to be tough. I, if man, I don't know if any SEC team will go undefeated. Honestly, we'll see. Do you think yeah. if Clemson or not? Not Clemson, sorry. If LSU beats Bama and somehow Bama still gets in, oh wait, no, they're on different sides, aren't they? Of the SEC. No, they're both SEC. LSU and Bama are both. In that's the right. That's right. So they can't get into the championship game. My bad. So it's going to be Georgia in the championship game, probably, right? Or Florida. Yeah, I guess they both have one loss. Okay. Yeah. They need they need to move that around. I don't like how the SEC has that. We'll see. We'll see. What is this? The Paul Feinbaum show? Let's talk about real football. <laughs> All right, my bad. Christ, Paul. My bad. Dude, they're the, two of the four contenders right now. They're one and two. Oh, uh, okay. You're right. I know. I like the LSU talk, but enough of the SEC. All right, so other other games last weekend. Any other big ones you all want to hit on? Nah. I, I Those were really I the two I was keying in on. Should we get into the yeah. picks? Yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it. Snacks, take right. the floor. What's our bankroll at? Bankroll is at a 165-er right now after last week. So net positive, which is all you can ask for in this game. Very true. Uh, three and one last week, like I mentioned. So I'll just get into this week's. Um, like I said, not a great slate, but kind of kind of went outside uh, of my normal Big Ten. Fetish, are we not drinking from the well this week? Oh, we are not. Guess you kind of got diarrhea last week, huh? Yeah, and I can't. I can't keep greedy. Yeah, there. okay, I understand. I mean, I, yeah, so forty dollar pick. Oh God, the hometown pick, <laughs> Kansas Jayhawks plus twenty one point five at Texas. Now Oof. there is some logic behind this besides just the the fan in me. So KU coming off a of bye week, they're. We lost our number two running back, Cleo Herbert. He transferred away. But Cannot we're believe in a new that. Off- I know. We're bringing in a new offensive coordinator. Uh, his name is Brent Deerman. He's kind of – he's known as like an RPO guru. Um, and coming off of bye week, which I think is where, you know, the less miles benefit will come out. He knows how to handle a bye week instead of just giving everyone rest. He knows how to kind of reset the team. Give, get, get like a two-week game plan in. Texas coming off kind of just an ugly game in the Red River rivalry. I think Texas will win. Don't get me wrong. But I think 
can you can keep within three scores, if not a little backdoor cover. Um, I think Texas will be happy just to win this game and get out of there, kind of just reset the batteries. Mm-hmm. And I think KU will play with some juice. Like I said, I'm not, I don't think they win, but so I think the line opened at 23 and it's kind of dipping down. So I think a lot of people are kind of agreeing with it. I think it, so it opened at 23 down to 21 and a half. So there's a little logic, but it's more it's just kind of me, the fan, just talking myself. I got I got so, something to add there. You mentioned yeah. Brent Diarmond, the new OC. He's a little RPO guru. I heard you correct, right? Yeah, so he was he was he's been calling the plays for the past couple games, but our offensive coordinator got fired before the mm-hmm. bye week. So he's he's gonna completely like come in with a new new playbook basically. Not entirely new, but I expect him to kind of get creative now that he has total control of the offense. And I, don't, I mean, Texas has zero film basically on him as an offensive coordinator. So I think we could steal a couple scores, maybe take a lead going into the second half. And then I'm sure Texas will kind of just wear us down. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I could see it being like the OU game, kind of how KU mm-hmm. came out, obviously more amped up than OU, jumped up to an early lead and hung around for a while. And then in the second half, ran away with it. I could definitely see that with Texas, except even a closer game. Because, I mean, Texas is coming off that second loss. And uh, someone's doing some drill work in the background, I hear. Uh, but Texas is coming off, that, <laughs> coming off the second loss. They're not going to be amped up for that KU game. They're not going to be going in there, balls to the wall, ready to play. They're going to be walking in there thinking – Man, we just lost to OU, and they got to play Kansas. Like mm-hmm. last, uh, last thing I was gonna add, and then we can get into the next one. My roommate is very good friends with Stanley Carter Stanley, the quarterback. And after the Boston College game, Stanley said that if we run the RPOs and we kind of lean into that package of plays, then we should have a good shot against West Virginia. So clearly our quarterback is on the same page with this new offensive coordinator. So I like I like what you got there. I hadn't I did not yeah. know he was kind of an expert in that regard. Yeah, he that's kind of his like that's kind of why we brought him in was to Les Miles to kind of modernize his offense and I think I mean we obviously need just more athletes in, across the board, but I think just a little different approach to the offense will help. So yeah, KU plus 21 and a half. Like I said, don't think we win, but keep it close. Keep within three scores. So, um, any, do you guys have anything else on that? Oh, no, love it. No, sir. Let's go. Rock chalk, baby. Boom. Let's go. All right, moving on. $30 pick. Florida minus six at South Carolina. And this is kind of the opposite pick of that Texas – the Texas logic. South Carolina coming off their season-defining win. Right. Muschamp will probably still be hung over from last weekend. Florida coming off kind of a tough loss. They played well, but just couldn't, you know, make a couple plays at the end. I th- I think Florida comes in there, rolls them. I think South Carolina is overvalued just because they beat Georgia. Um, so I think Florida could easily win by three or four scores here. So, um, you know, Florida basically needs to win out to have a chance, like I said, to get into that big SEC championship game. Um so I think they kind of come out and just roll South Carolina fairly easily. I'm with you on that. I think so, yeah. too. I completely agree with that logic. You know, coming off a big victory against Georgia, 
Those guys are going to be pretty juiced. They've been partying on campus all weekend. <laughs> and then they got Florida. And I was pretty impressed with the Trask guy at quarterback. Yes, I was very, very impressed. Very impressed with his performance against LSU. Granted, they didn't get the dub, but he was sitting in there extending plays, making things happen, and you just don't – He looked better than Felipe Frank. He honestly. looked for real, and they kept pointing out, oh, he didn't even start a varsity game in high school. But Yeah, I mean, against LSU's defense, Trask had uh, 310 yards and three touchdowns in one pick. That's about all you could ask for is a third-string quarterback, essentially. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the over-under on that game is 49. So they're expecting kind of just Florida to win, like, what is that? 24, like, to 17, basically. Mm-hmm. Or 27, like, 21. <laughs> and I, I just I – Better just that time. Yeah, I was like, that's not right, Matt. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I just don't see this being, like, a low-scoring, like, Florida pull it out at the end. I think Florida just kind of rolls them, shuts them down, and gets back on track. Mm-hmm. No, I like it. God, that was horrible math. I'm with you. All right, let's hear the next one. $20 bet coming at you. $20. Clemson minus 24 <laughs> at Louisville. I really – I just couldn't believe that this line – I I don't know if Louisville is kind of better than I give him credit for, but – and I know that Clemson hasn't been as good as people have expected, but, I mean, if they're going to make the playoffs, this is the game they win by, you know, like 48 to like – seven, even maybe even wider than that. Just the game's over by halftime. To be honest, Louisville has not been that bad. I pulled up the resume just to check. Week one, they lost to Notre Dame 35-17. That's not great. But Notre Dame's not a bad team. So No. Um, Clemson's obviously better. And they played Eastern Kentucky. Not impressed the looking off at them. their season. Keep going. Well, here's the thing. The Florida State loss by 11 on the road isn't great. But the Wake Forest win, some people would look at that. They played on the road at Wake Forest and put up 62 points. And so that was last week. And a lot of people are probably going to look at that and think, oh, blah, 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 blah. They're coming on strong and they're going to score a lot of points. And I just – you're probably right. I don't see them doing much against Clemson. Like, I mean, Wake Forest was ranked 19. But them and Clemson are very, very different. And then the week before, they beat Boston College 41-39. And Kansas handled on the road. Which, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I think I one impressive. I one, think people are devaluing Clemson a little bit more than they should be just because of that one mm-hmm. game against an in-state rival. And, you know, they did win and a win is a win. So, you know, if the Patriots go on to win the Super Bowl this season, they're not going to be like, oh, well, they almost lost to the Bills in week four or whatever. No, but I think also part of it is part of the reason they're devalued. They haven't covered against the spread that often this season. I think they have in maybe two games. Uh, pretty sure they did last week against Florida State. They did not against North Carolina. I'm not sure if they did against Charlotte. I'm not sure about Syracuse either, and I know they didn't against A&M, and I'm pretty sure they didn't against Georgia Tech either. Well, there's one thing in common with every single one of their wins except UNC, and it was that it was by double digits. So when Vegas is giving them spreads of the size that they get, you know, it only makes sense. And I think they're going to correct that over the season. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll get bigger as Clemson wins more games and plays inferior opponents for sure. Yeah, and this game is what, – what time is this game at? 11. This is a Ooh. game that you kind of you kind of flip to at like 
If that was a primetime game, I would not like Mm -hmm. this bet. But the fact that it's 11 a.m. Yeah, Louisville, that place isn't going to be rocking. Those dudes can't even eat fried chicken before, like, noon. So (laughs) if if they can't eat fried chicken and tailgate and stuff, they're not getting up for the game. No chance. But I will say this. If Papa John is in the crowd, this bet is canceled. (laughs) Because he's he's, he's the X factor. He's the X factor here. Just wanted to get that on board. We'll put a little asterisk by this one. Yeah. Papa John Shatner, is that his name? Uh, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure he uh, he was forced to step down or something isn't he, like that. Oh, isn't he? Isn't he a little problematic? Yeah, he, he's a little problematic. Like, let's be uh, careful. We already talked about. He used a Riley Cooperism so. in a meeting, and now Shaq is on yeah. their board of directors. So, yeah, nice. I take that back. Moving on. <laughs> yep, moving on here. What's the final bet you got for us? Ten dollar pick, Texas Tech Red Raiders, plus seven, at home. Versus Iowa State. I think Texas Tech's been very up and down this year. Minus, down. minus the OU game, they've kind of hung around. I mean, the OU game, they got rolled. But, I mean, they, they beat. good against us. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to bring it up. but yeah, it's, it's okay. I know. And I, know. <laughs> I think Iowa State is kind of being overvalued as well. It's just because they had a lot of, like, Sleeper Big 12 pick. and you Yeah, know, they had a lot Matt of momentum Campbell. coming into the season. They were preseason mm-hmm. top 25, and they probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, so they lost last week at Baylor. I think it was like – was it over – I think it might have been double OT, I think. Um, it was so uh, overtime. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah, just overtime. 30, Maybe double tech, OT. Tech, 33-32 OT. Mm-hmm. Um, so at home, you know, I think – I know they've they're down to the quarterback. His name is Jet Duffy. Jet yeah. Duffy. And he's been turning yeah, it around. He's good against us. He, yeah, he's he threw he's threw for last two games. He threw for four twenty four and then three sixty two. I mean, with a so, name like Jet, you better be special, honestly. Exactly. Because if you're some so, mediocre dude working at like I don't know a Wendy's or something, and your name's Jet, good luck. Like mm-hmm. good luck, you're gonna get clowned. So <laughs> that's probably why his parents named him Jet, just to motivate him. Like. Let's name him Jet, so he has to he has to be great. He's destined for greatness, because who would want to be named Jet if you're not successful? Let's be honest. My my little cousin's name is Jet. <laughs> my bad. I take it back. Well, he'll be the future quarterback of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Dude, man. there you go. Yes, sir. Your little cousin's gonna be a stud. <laughs> he probably will be. But I mean, I just think. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we crop that? <laughs> Keep going, Zags. Keep going. Oh God, we are just touching all so towing, off track, towing tonight. all kinds of lines. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think this could either be a game that I was Texas Tech kind of loses by ten or wins by like fourteen, seventeen. And I think it's the latter. I think they kind of beat Iowa State, basically end Iowa State's like you know sleeper hopes <laughs> and you know hot season. Um, you know, I would say play well against West Virginia last week, but I just I don't think they've been as good as everyone thinks. And I think Texas Tech is kind of getting a lot better. So seven seven uh you get seven points at home, I think. Mm-hmm. You gotta take that. So back to back that's kind of weeks for Tech. Yeah. Very true. No, I, I I'm, so, I'm on that. I think that's pretty good. I, I really like all of them this week. But then I come back to the KU as a $40 I pick. Know. And that's my only question mark. 
it's a lot of it's a lot of un bold move sounded confidence in them but i don't know i just i can i it's a six o'clock game which makes me a little nervous i mean austin will be kind of rocking all day Mm -hmm. but i just think k's looking at like we have nothing to lose and i think this i think this offensive coordinator is going to throw the kitchen sink try to send a message first week like I expect some trick plays. Like that's their ones. biggest potential win of the season left in the table. Oh yeah. So yeah, they're they're going to be sure. all out. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it's not the most you know compelling board that I've ever looked at, but there's some good games kind of throughout the day, and um, kind of the prime time is Penn State, Michigan, which we've kind of been been down the Big Ten road. I have no idea what to think about that game. Penn State, it's like seven. I would seven say Michigan, favorites. but after that Wisconsin game, I still have no faith in Michigan. So, exactly, Penn State's getting seven and a half. Yeah, I think it's at it's at nine Happy right Valley. now. Like, it's at nine. Wow, Penn State minus nine. I assume Penn State's got to be home for that, right? Oh yeah, the Harbaugh shouldn't yeah, okay. have a job if he's a nine point dog. Plus two seventy for Michigan money line. That's <laughs> his. That's I would take the nine. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're getting that up, those odds, you might as well. But I just, I can't trust this Michigan team. No, especially. I don't at all. I don't. I don't think I would do that even. Yeah. But I mean, Penn State. None of their wins. I mean, their Iowa win this last week was decently impressive, but that's the only one that makes you consider them even that relevant. I mean, they just haven't played anyone. I mean, Maryland, Purdue, Buffalo, Idaho. I still I'm not sold on Penn State. That's the only reason I kind of like Michigan there. Yeah, I, I kind of got you there. So yeah, I can tell by the silence. Uh, <laughs> y'all are y'all are off the big blue train, and I'm I, I want God, nothing to do I'm, with them. I think the best thing exactly. they got going is those dope hats that Jim Harbaugh wears, and he doesn't even pull it off that well. Oh, so we get Jim Harbaugh <laughs> versus James Franklin. This weekend, just all two, all time, just two dumb faces squaring off prime time. All right, uh, over or what's the spread on ammonia packet sniffs between those two guys? I get Franklin by three. Um, I I got I I think Harbaugh covers that. Maybe wins out. You think Harbaugh sniffs more of them than Franklin? Oh, dude, you could tell me Harbaugh. Does a lot worse, and I believe you. Oh yeah, I did see that. I think, did y'all see that Harbaugh I was on Judge old, Judy the other day? I think day? that's an old clip. I think I've seen that before. But Eagle, what yeah, was that? Regardless, that's maybe just Why? the weirdest thing. Yeah, what are we on to next? Uh, yeah. Do we go recap to, uh, our picks best though, bets? Because I, I don't really want to run yeah. those back to us. Forty dollar pick, KU plus twenty one and a half. Let's do it at Texas. $30 is Florida minus six at South Carolina. Let's go. Lock. Yep. Yep. $20 pick. Clemson minus 24 at Louisville. And then round it off with a $10 bet. Texas Tech, seven point dogs at home versus Iowa State. God, I love that Tech one so four much. No. I want to put 40 on that, but. I should have flipped no, it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't. Hey, yeah. you're up. You know, you're net 65 you go with your gut. a year. If you're taking our picks every week, listeners, you're a winner right now. So, 
you got to follow Snacks' logic on these because he's doing pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to follow my own logic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Hey, I'm with it. Mm. It's working All so right, far. here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Recap best bets. Best bets from last week. Week two. How did we do, I don't guys? Really wanna. Jackson. What'd you do? Week two. Mm, how, how was nope. your best bet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not good. <sighs> Not good. You had Redskins. Minus three and Fitz a half. Magic, man. Fitz Magic got the best of me. We were we were up seventeen. Redskins minus three and a half. It was seventeen to three. The Redskins were driving. I believe it was even into the fourth quarter. And then the Dolphins did this thing. I actually I felt so good about it and uh can't remember really what was going on with some of the morning games. I don't think there oh, yeah. was as many as usual. Maybe it was halftime. I went to Sprouts, got some groceries, I needed to cook some food. And you got to, you know, when oh, sure. healthy on Sundays, get some fuel in the body, be doing better than fast food. So, need to get some groceries. I'm at the grocery store. My roommate texts me, the Dolphins just put Fitzpatrick in. And the things I said back to that, not good. I knew I was in trouble. Next thing I know, the Dolphins go and score to tie it up if they kick the extra point. They go for two in the win, and Redskins won by one point, but it wasn't three and a half points. So... Long story short, we're 0-2, and it's all Ryan Fitzmagic's fault. But whatever, you know, you win some, you lose some. We just got to make sure we hit Indeed it Indeed, I week. did. Snacks? My bet was the I know you did as bad as me last LSU week. So 56. what was your pick? Total ended up being, I think, 70. Um, did not expect that Florida quarterback to play as well as he did in Death Valley. Not surprised Burroughs slugging around a little bit, but, you know. No, me either. It, I – I'm not mad at myself for that one because Florida LSU just sounds like a slugfest. So the, the, the logic was right. The, the science was wrong. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Right logic, wrong outcome. <laughs> you bet on team. Same, same so, my bet. Like, when would bet you bet on You wouldn't. Oh, dude, you – No, keep going, Snacks. Dolphins, man, that's an exception. They're in a Oh, no, that's all I had. They're not going to win a game just, this year. You know, 0 for 2 is a tough start, but either me or Jackson has to end the endless, has to end the winless drought this week. So, Peter, yeah. If not, yeah. if not we we'll have do. to rename And Peter segment, loses this week. We get closer I'll, to even. Sorry, not to root against you, Peter. I just don't a little want to bit. I had a two-team teaser. I had the Worst New Orleans bets. Saints plus seven and a half at be the better. Jacksonville Jaguars. I told you Minshew couldn't get it done. Told you Bridgewater's pushing the ball down the field and they'd steal that W. They won the game outright. And then the San Francisco 49ers plus nine at the Rams, man. I told you they're going to give Goff the fits. That D-line is for real. What did they do? They gave up seven points. On the road to the defending NFC champs, man. It, it sure sucked, but I'm 2-0, and and y'all better be taking my picks. That game I, I would sucked. advise you two to hop on board. No, I'm <laughs> just saying you might as well throw a wager well, that would be very unoriginal if we had the same best bet each week. Okay, but I wouldn't right. do that I'm, anyway. I'm feeling so good. Two weeks Take in. that I'm feeling somewhere good. else. Okay, I'll go ahead. All right, all right, Mr. Two and O, your first winner. Yeah, of you want to start us off for this week, then? 
I got a three-team teaser. Mr. Fancy, my best bet of the week. Three-team teaser. Oh, my God. Mr. Fancy here. We're riding the 49ers. They're going to (laughs) D.C. at Washington, and you're getting the 49ers with a pickup. Yeah, I like that one. 49ers got to win this game. It's as simple as that. It's a 10 points. Do you really get a three-team teaser with even odds? It's, or minus yes. 110? Well, it's, I mean, 100 to you win. You get a 10-point teaser with three teams even odds? Minus 110, yeah. I, I didn't know you San Francisco, yeah, three-team, 10-point teaser. Yeah, so it's right, a 10 point minus spread. 110. San Francisco's a 10-point wow. favorite. Wow. I know. All they got to do is win the game at Washington. The Redskins have shown us nothing. They almost lost on the road to Miami. San Francisco is for real on both sides of the ball. They'll get the lead. They'll run it down their throats with Coleman and Brita. Easy dub. Second leg of the teaser. We're going to Atlanta. The Los Angeles Rams, fresh off the Jalen Ramsey trade, incorporating him into that defense. Rams plus seven at Atlanta. Are you kidding me? They've lost three games in a row. There's no way. They do not cover seven points at the Falcons. They're a three-point favorite outright. I'm cool with that, but there is just no way that they can't. There's just no way the Falcons win by seven. Are you kidding me? Matt Ryan has been terrible. He just lost to the Cardinals. So, mid-Ryan. Rams plus seven. They're going to be rejuvenated. Three straight losses. I mean, he is mid-Ryan. in the lineup. They're coming for blood. Easy two legs right there. Third leg. This is where it gets tricky, okay? Sunday night, you're going to be sitting on your ass watching Sunday Night Football, Collinsworth, and Al Michaels. We got the over 39 points. Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. I got 10 points on here. Let's be clear. (laughs) Only 39 on? Jackson almost just changed his bet. Okay. I was like, what are you looking Last at? Last season, these two teams averaged 49 and a half total points when they met in their two matchups. I think it could be very, very similar this year. Like the Rams, the Cowboys have lost three straight games. They're going to be looking to get back on track at home. We just saw Kirk Cousins torch the living shit out of the Philadelphia Eagles last week. So... Oh, my. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Kirk Cousins is better than Dak. No, so Dak's going to light them up. Hopefully, Amari's back from his five Sorry, going to leave that one there. Yeah, I don't think it really matters here. Dallas will probably put up at least 25, 26 points. He'll be banged up the rest of this your game. Don't worry Complete about stay it. away. I think it's probably a 28, 26, probably at least Philly 10. victory if I were picking the game right now. I know, I'm, I'm saying it, but 28 plus 26, that's 54. 15 oh, points over the 39. Oh, oh, oh. So, just to recap, San Francisco, pick them at Washington. Rams plus 7 at the Atlanta Falcons. And over 39 on Sunday night football. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> All, right. Nice. All right. Losers. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. All right, nerd. Um, I'll start off being the biggest loser, I feel like, so far, um, even though we're equal losers. So, speaking of losers, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Snacks, I'm sorry if this was going to be your best bet. I know you probably were sticking to college anyway, but we're going with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
All right, they're playing Thursday night in Denver, primetime game. Mahomes and the Chiefs need a nice little rebound game. I know his ankle's got whatever going on, but he should be good to go. Short week, but they'll get him right. He'll be ready. He'll be fine. Ankle shouldn't be a big deal. Tyreek's back. He should be back in swing full-time now. Got one game under his belt. Look for some deep balls to him. Denver has not beat an opponent in a game where they allowed 13 or more points. So essentially all you have to do is score 13 points to beat the Denver Broncos. And I feel good that in a primetime game with Tyreek Hill back, the Chiefs are going to do that. I know they had the bad game against Indy. They're not going to have another game where they score less than 20 points this season. Put it, put it right there now. Put it on the record. The Chiefs are back. They win this game big. They are only a three-point favorite against two and four Denver. Two and four Denver. Come on. Come on now. You gotta love the you gotta love the Chiefs here, Snacks, right? Are you with me? Mahomes has never lost more than two in a row as a quarterback. I know it's only been a season yeah, in a game I mean, a couple this year, but I, I'll be honest, the dude has never lost three in a row. But I'm, I'm a little happen. nervous with you know, this game. I think the Chiefs are obviously trending down, but if they have any hope of being Super Bowl contenders, this is a game they just win by ten. Like, at least. So I get why they're so small favorites. Because just kind of how they played the last two weeks, and I think Denver will just follow that same formula of running it, you know, thirty try, trying to run it thirty times a game. But right, but even if this game goes to a shootout, I like Kansas City. Just like there, there's no way that yeah, offense like Ty, is yeah, going to be held in check week, like it has the last few weeks. There's just no way. Snaps. I think it'll be hundred percent this week. I think they kind of try to ease them in last week, so mm-hmm. I expect them to just go to them early and often. And you know, mile Same. high is always a little scary especially on Thursday night, yeah, short week. But, yeah, you're right. This is a game they should win by two scores, hopefully. So, On paper. I'm, yeah. On paper, I totally yeah. agree. I think they're the better team. I just, I just I don't know. It's a stay away from me. me feel better. I need to regain some confidence with the Chiefs. But I, I just think the Denver Broncos are not any good. And I feel like if there's one offense in the league that the Chiefs could relatively hold in check. Yeah. The Broncos and yeah, the Titans Thursday night are games are tough, two but teams this is kind of one of those you just Broncos don't overthink too much. Sector. It's just, you know, Chiefs are much better than the Broncos. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. If they um, can neutralize Lindsey and Freeman, right. I really Completely like that. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. I'll be all right. Andy so, Reid yeah, Hopefully to go. this is the one that gets me out of the 1-2. Yeah, it's going to be rough. 0-2 oh ditch gets him back to 1-2. and Gives him some life for the ass tat. Let's go. Oregon. The Ducks. All right. On the what road do you got at here, Washington. Minus three. So Oregon's minus three. And Oregon has sweet has quietly been one of the more dominant teams all year. They kind of got shoved shoveled under the rug after the Auburn loss. But in the last five games, and I'm going sabermetrics <laughs> here, they have outscored their opponents one hundred and ninety five to twenty five. Yeah, and I had to double check that. 195 to 25. I mean, this is not a typical Oregon team where they kind of just, you know, run it, you know, try to score 50 points, try to outscore. Their defense is, like, dominant. And, you know, they've their last three games, they've given up six points, seven points, and three points. Jeez. And, yeah, it's I, – I had to, like, double-check all of this, trust me. But I think Washington has – They've they've beaten up on some bad teams, but when they play good teams, they've really struggled. Um, lost two already. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, road game, and it's it's one yeah, of the bigger games been of the week just because two ranked teams. And it'll be kind of rocking at Washington, but I think that Oregon's just you know shuts them down. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of an ugly game, like maybe prediction like twenty to like seven. Right. I think you know Washington struggles to score, and Oregon just scores enough to kind of. Mm-mm. No, so and I, yeah, I think Washington, Washington does not score good too. Much I think it's kind of a deep battle, but Oregon should win this by seven, ten, you know, maybe two or three scores. So, hope I mean, I got to quit doing these like kind of outlier big college football games, but I think I just this is the one I couldn't stay away from it. Yeah, and if Oregon wins this, <laughs> I think they kind of like sneak back into the college football playoffs. I like Oregon a lot uh, because after this. I mean, the Auburn Auburn Man, loss. They're gonna have to People do a whole lot for that. For that I'm not saying. Maybe. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if they can in the Pac-12 then. though. I feel like the Pac-12 is just too weak. No, I yeah. Because even if I OU agree, loses but... once, I don't think OU gets in. Mm-hmm. We'll see though. Getting that loss out of the way early in the year exactly. does help though. For whatever reason, it seems like if you lose late in the year, there's no chance yeah, you can no, bounce no back out to the top. Get out of the way early. They're you, got you know worth, the defense shot. is worthy of you know at least a little consideration. So yeah, that's that's kind of the one that I'm putting my uh, my season on. Can't go zero three. I'll, I'll I'll retire from best bets if if need be. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Let me tell you something. The me too. Oregon Ducks too. have not allowed double-digit points since that Auburn loss. Mm-hmm. And Eason, like you guys mentioned, Washington hasn't been like blowing up the scoreboards by any means. Yeah, I have not been that impressed with Jacob Eason. I'm, I like this one a lot. Minus three. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Let's just hope uh, Jackson can get on track this week, too. I'm not. Oh, I'm being I'll a realist, be man. Jack Denver's guys. won two straight games. I don't know why. You're so really hating starting the Chiefs this year. I, I'm, I just can't, like, I see Vic Fangio on the sidelines in Bruh. his fanny pack. They were playing the Titans. The Titans benched Marcus Mariota. All right, Jackson, They're, next week you, you and I need to come up with, like, a 14-team, I mean, like, 20-point teaser. <laughs> we're, we're teasing the whole league. We're going a 20-team teaser, <laughs> 50 points apiece. All right. That way we're oh, guaranteed gotta... to hit it all. We're teasing every single game. I wonder how many points we get on that. College, right. college Fair enough, and assholes. NFL. I'm going to have a money line parlay for you games. next week. How about that? Oh. I'm starting 3-0, and then I'll have a money line parlay <laughs> on NFL. Oh, my God. That's fine. Please do. All right. Please do. Please do. I will commend you. All right. Honestly, if you do that and you hit it, we'll start the show with that for the next month, every single time. And I will end the end whatever <laughs> I'm, I'm saying about that, that with and put I am a loser and Peter is a better match. gambler than I am. Perfect. You are one hundred percent completely let's run through entitled our best to that bets. at this point. I had three team teaser. San Francisco cool. pick'em right. Rams plus seven over thirty nine on Philly at Dallas. Jackson? Chiefs Jackson. covering at minus three on the road against the Denver Broncos. This is the best I've felt about all of our picks. These yes. are good. These are good. These are truly best bets. Best bets, baby. All right. Yeah, you I heard feel pretty good about first. all these, honestly. Lock all three of those in. Come back. 
listen to us next week and shout us out how rich we made you. Boom. Bang. You know, you want to wake up Monday, Tuesday, whatever day of the week without having to pay your guy. So these are the picks for you. You guys got anything else? Side note, my bookie never requested a Venmo, so I'm just going to kind of lay absolutely nothing else. Until maybe next week. Don't Thank forget. you, Jackson. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Snacks. All right. My pleasure. Absolutely. All right. Like, subscribe, give us five stars, leave a review, and we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>